Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of season three. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera. And on today's show, you'll be meeting a very special guest, someone who I've known my entire life, my little sister, Elaine. Elaine is without a doubt the funniest person I know, and it's been an incredible journey being her big sister my entire life. It's actually her birthday today, so Elaine, I want to wish you the happiest birthday and enjoy all the love you'll be receiving today. I wanted to have Elaine on the podcast to share her own journey with us and how she really stepped into her own power to create her life. Today, we discuss her awakening 30th birthday experience, the synchronicities which led her to her current job, the importance of humanizing people who are struggling with homelessness, self-love, and so much more. This conscious Musai is a bright light to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at ecabxx. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's my little sister Elaine on Musai Collective. Hello, Elaine, and welcome to Musai Collective Podcast. It's so special to have you on this episode today. Have you on as a guest. Happy birthday. And for everyone listening, Elaine is my little sister and bestest friend my entire life. Welcome, sister. Thank you so much for having me, sister. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah. So we've been inseparable like our entire lives. And it's been so amazing for me to watch my little sister grow into the woman she is today. And yeah. So happy birthday and let's get started here. Something you and I have been discussing lately is the transformational age of turning 30 and how something just clicks inside and you evolve into the next best version of yourself. Can you share with us your experience with your awakening 30th birthday and what revelations you had about your own life? Yeah. Yeah. So to give a little bit of context on this whole revelation, I was just not in a good place a couple of years ago financially and even mentally with the work I was doing. It was a struggle to get out of bed and feel motivated to go do this job because I had plateaued in my position and there wasn't any growth beyond the position as well. So I was there for five years come my 30th birthday. You know, it was definitely like a paycheck to paycheck situation. I was putting a lot of time and energy into the role for very little gratitude. And you know that that can hurt and make you question your professional worth in this real world. And like my position involved helping others succeed in their small businesses. And while it did feel good to roll out these resources for them, it didn't feel like a purpose. And it sort of put me in a funk watching them grow around me, you know, and I'm just kind of sitting here. But anyways, yeah, I I had this moment in the mirror at your apartment on my 30th birthday uh, where I needed a minute and (laughs) I was washing my hands and I actually took a moment to look at myself, like really look at myself. Like I looked into my eyes and into my soul. And I asked myself out loud, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you still not doing something about this? Like, you're not satisfied with the job and you're not doing anything about it. Okay. By October, you will be working somewhere else. You will. I promise you. And I had this whole thing where I realized like it starts with me. Like I can change this. I control what my goals are and how I want to achieve them. And, you know, it it all comes down to me. And that following weekend, I found a job description that was meant for me. Like I was just checking off 
all the boxes and I went for it and got an interview. I was asked to come back on September 27th for a second interview, which I felt, you know, I left feeling that interview very confident. I remember actually on my ride home, I put on this song specifically. It was Bob Marley and the Wailers, Sun is Shining. It was the remix. And it was just like, Sun is, it was just like the vibe. I was like, I was like, I got the job. I got this. Like I knew it was just it was just so perfect. But anyways, not to jump to it, but I, yeah, I left feeling very confident. And then on October 4th, I got the call and the job was offered to me. And ever since then, that phone call completely just turned over my life. <laughs> yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. I remember the whole like fiasco and like the transition and you really being like, no, I'm going to make these changes. And the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, you really do create your own reality. And I think a lot of people, all of us, we, you know, sometimes get wrapped up in the like, you know, society's pressures and what yeah. we have to do, you know, but it's like, no, no, you can create your own reality. So everyone listening, if there's something that you've been putting off or something, you know, you've been wanting to do, set some new goals, set some new intentions, and most importantly, do it during a full moon or a new moon. (laughs) But Elaine, I want to talk about, yeah, manifestations. But I do want to talk about when you made the move into your next job opportunity, there was so much synchronicity moving into this next position you were hired for because, you know, there's so much purpose and fulfillment in what you're doing now. So can you share with us these synchronicities and what is your do. Yeah. So there was three of them and they were all significantly crazy to me. So, uh, so I mentioned that I had my second interview process on September 27th, which you know, that's mom and dad's wedding anniversary. So that was the first synchronicity that I felt like it was already a special day, it being mom and dad's anniversary. So to have the chance to make a change for myself uh, was very motivating. And so that was nice. I was thinking about mom and dad that day too. So secondly, I thought what they had asked me to prepare for was too good to be true. For my second interview, I had to prepare a presentation on a scenario they gave me. And the scenario was to put together a golf tournament fundraiser. And I was so excited because, as you know, I worked for a prestigious golf course for a few years as a cart girl and as a banquet server. And not to mention my partner, Matt. He's a huge golf player who has played in so many tournaments in the past. So we both had perspectives on golf tournaments as staff. And as a golf player and also, you know, like preparing for this interview, he was so supportive and he knew I wanted this change and he knew I wanted this job so bad. Whatever you bring home is the tone, right? And I felt like when I was coming home from my previous job, the tone that I was bringing home was very negative and just not happy with what I was doing. So I was very grateful for that. And the last synchronicity was, this one's the craziest for me because this is just, so I was on the way to present for my second interview and I'm waiting at an advanced green light and I look up and the car in front of me is the license plate read golf. <laughs> and I never really come across license plates that are customized and writing in our area. So so I had a moment where I was actually like, whoa, like, that's crazy. Like I'm literally on my way to prison. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then there is a few blocks away that I was stopped at a, another red light and there is a man with a sign that read homeless and hungry. And so I gave him a $5 bill and some change. And I felt like this was 
not a coincidence because everything was happening for a reason. And also where I saw this man was not a common spot for people to be pen handling and asking for something. So it was like very unusual. And, but then I was like, this is again, it's happening for a reason. It was the universe telling me like, Hey girl, don't worry. Like you got this. Remember you asked for this. (laughs) I got you kind of thing. And what's the relationship with seeing a homeless person and going to this new job opportunity? What was the connection with that? And what is is it that you do now? Yeah. So, um, well, now I'm happy to share that I'm the development officer of Events and Gifts in Kind for Mission Services of London, which is in London, Canada. Um, we're a not-for-profit social service agency who operates out of five different branches of service where we help serve men, women, and children experiencing homelessness, poverty, mental health and addiction challenges in our community. So with my role, I put the logistics together for all of our signature fundraising events and campaigns, which provide client support in all five of our branches. And, you know, the funds help provide shelter and access to programs that support diverting from shelter to affordable housing. The funds also support three nutritious meals for each client per day, along with school supplies, school snacks. We provide lunches for the children who are currently at our Roth Home Family Shelter. We provide them with lunches every day, which leaves me into my second piece of my role where I coordinate all gift and kind donations with donors. So say you had like a bag of hygiene and products or snacks that you'd like to drop off to our men's mission location. You would just connect with me and I would coordinate a day for that drop off, let that branch know, and then they pass it on to our clients. I know I can't help, like I know I can't help everyone that's struggling in the world, but there's truly no greater reward than working from your heart and contributing to make even the smallest difference in the world. Yeah, for sure. And I always remind you, little sister, <laughs> that, you're, <laughs> that you're like a little angel who leaves essentials for people in need while they're sleeping in the freezing cold outside. And, you know, you'll just drop off little packages. So you don't bother them. You just drop it off. And then maybe later you drive by, you see them wearing the toque or, yes. or the mittens. And, you know, I feel that probably tickles your heart a little bit. And, you know, you really have a special way of making these people feel cared about, you know, and what's the importance of humanizing people who are struggling with homelessness by asking them their names and making that human to human connection. And what have you learned from this? Yeah. So outside of mission services, I personally donate to anyone that I see struggling out on the streets. So I have a trunk full of warm items and hygiene products, underwear, socks, those kind of things. And so you can sincerely see the kindness in people's eyes if you just take a minute to say hello and introduce yourself and ask them for their name. Like you can see that it makes them really happy, you know, that someone has taken a minute to stop and say hi because they're already feeling very lonely. So that's you know, that's someone's brother, sister, and uncle, mother, father, cousin, etc. Like you don't necessarily have to stop and talk, but even the smallest bit of eye contact and a friendly hello can go a very long way for someone. You know, it's it's quick to judge. We don't know their story. A lot of the time it isn't from addiction. It can honestly simply be that they've just lost everything due to a job or a bad divorce. There are just so many scenarios as to why they might be out on the streets or, or accessing their shelters. So, you know, you're going to walk down the street and see someone panhandling or asking for a cigarette or see somebody who asks you for a dollar. And sometimes 
they're not necessarily in every case going to be the most attractive conversations or the conversations that you're looking forward to. But like, we just have to understand that these are individuals, like they are individuals of significant value and they are your neighbors and they are equal citizens of this community. So, you know, we all need to get used to that. (laughs) Not with our head, not walk with our head down, you know, don't divert our eyes, but make eye contact, have conversations, like talk. In some cases, you're going to help, but in most cases, it's literally just about connecting, like as, as opposed to doing anything more than just that, like just, just connect. Your listeners may wonder why I keep referring back to saying neighbors and our neighbors and things like that. And that's because it's true. Like the neighbors panhandling at different corners around the city, you know, that person can eventually be in the duplex house beside you one day, or even, or even next door to you in the apartment building you live in. So we all need human connection. We all feel into that exchange of positive energy between each other. It's about feeling understood and united. Human connection is one of the most rewarding elements in our lives. And there's that power to deepen the moment and the bond between people. And you can inspire change and build trust. And I think connecting can help embrace and inspire change for that person struggling on the street. Damn, thank you for sharing that. That was so profound and well said. And I think everyone can use a little reminder sometimes to, you know, there's just, such a huge stigmatization with people that are on the streets from everyone else in society, like, oh, you're a drug addict or whatever it is. And right. like, actually, maybe you don't know someone's story, right? Never. So, you never do. So it's quick to judge, but just don't judge. Just connect, get to learn, ask questions. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. So now I want to talk about knowing your worth and coming to a place of self-love. What are some of the reflections that you had about this during your 30s? It's honestly like, okay, just I'm just going to say this. It's just a better life if you don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of my, I think I spent a lot of my 20s worrying about what other people think and this and that. And when in reality, like people don't care. Like, it's just all in our heads and our own self-conscious battles that we need to fight through. Like a, a very important thing that, you know, people need to do specifically women I feel is stop comparing yourselves from one another like I feel like that's what it's what's dividing females from bonding with each other and it all simply just comes from that sour place of jealousy you know so if you don't kick the habit of comparing yourself to others you'll never feel worthy so like I feel like a lot of females in their 30s are like this today which has created some incredible and amazing bonds and we just have to remember that we are here to lift each other up so do what makes you feel good don't beat yourself up and you know only you can find you. Absolutely. And when you come to a place of self-love and knowing you are enough, you are worthy, it's a whole new perspective on life, on how you speak to people, how you take care of yourself, having rituals, taking the time in the morning for you to set the tone for the rest of the day, right? So it's, it's something that I think if you can get to this place, it's a whole new way of living. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, conscious living has become something more of us are waking up to these days. How are you choosing to live a more conscious lifestyle to be more connected to your surroundings? Yeah, a big thing for me is after 31 years, I turned into a vegetarian. Yay! Yay! I just want everyone to know that that was like a bunch of years (laughs) of me sending her little piggy Instagram videos of little piggies that look like little pet dogs and like animal things because I also became vegetarian probably I want to say in like 2017 give or take and I just you know slowly working on my family (laughs) on this journey and yeah okay go ahead Elaine I just wanted to say that I it just all started like I was like I needed Elaine to make 
the emotional connection to the animal because I think when you're raised by, you know, we were raised eating meat and dairy and you see it as food. You're not making the emotional connection that this is an animal. Would you eat your dog or cat? No. Right. So why are you eating a cow or the little piggy? And and my thought process, and my quick thought process was if I could prepare it from a state, a certain state, why am I eating it? If everyone actually went from the farm plates, I think everyone would be vegan vegetarian. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So ever since making that shift, I I find myself to be more grounded with nature and wildlife and just appreciate it so much more than I did. I did before, like I've always loved animals. So, you know, it was like you mentioned, it was sort of an oxymoron for me to say I loved animals before. And then I would be in the meat section at the grocery store. Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? So, not like, I don't even hit up the meat section. I don't miss it. Like, I don't have any cravings or nothing. And I'm just on this high vibe, whole food, like, trip. Going back to connecting with things, like, I find myself literally stopping and smelling the roses like in the neighborhoods and sometimes I'll stop to embrace the movements of the clouds above and you know when we're golfing I'll I'll take off my shoes to ground myself for the round that's an incredible feeling I highly recommend it to anyone or listening to this podcast and I'm just I'm just really aware of the beauty that surrounds us and that we take for granted because before I find myself just, you know, rushing to get from point A destination to point B, but now I'm like, you know, we're still, we'll still get there. Let's just embrace the beauty along the way. It's like, don't ignore your surroundings, be conscious of them. Everything is a living and breathing element in our world. And if you really take a minute to really look, it's it's incredibly beautiful. For sure. Actually, one of our past guests and dear friend Tara Brooke, she was talking about this and actually launched a merch brand called Take the Scenic Route. So like point is to slow down, stop right. and smell the roses. And she was saying the same thing. So Tara, yes, it's coming back. Full <laughs> shout out. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> Tara, Tara, another shout out. And awesome. No, for sure. I think like conscious living is a bigger topic these days and more of us are awakening to these things. So you and I have this funny joke with our good friend, Jordan. Hi, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan, another shout out. Um, that we're in this little introvert club, the three of us, because one time at my house, I was hosting like an after party after one of the festivals and the three of us went in my room and like introverted for like three hours because we just didn't feel like being around everybody. And we were like, this is our clubhouse. Like we don't want to see people right now. Yeah. And we still joke about this because it's so true. And you know, How has the realization of knowing when you need to have boundaries to recharge your energy really helped you have more balance in your life? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm definitely an ambivert. So I'm an introvert and an extrovert. You definitely are as well. (laughs) And, you know, not to bring things back on the pandemic, but it was actually in the last year and a bit that I, I really found my introvert self. And it made me realize how busy I actually was and how often I never said no. And I realized how exhausting that can be over time. A lot of people are afraid of the backlash they might get when backing out of plans with friends. But when people back out of plans with me, like, I just, I totally get it. Like, I don't need an excuse. You don't need to explain yourself. Like, sometimes people just need a minute and, and they shouldn't have to explain themselves without the other person feeling offended, you know? So I think we all need to understand that we need to recharge and regroup ourselves mentally and physically and not take canceling plans too personally. Having this balance for myself recently, I find that I'm reading a lot more books. I've picked up on the acoustic guitar again and sing. I go to the beach alone often with a book. I just pick up my things and go. I don't have to call to no one, you know, just do me. I'm really into meditating and learning about the cycles of the moon and even have me question 
the way the world actually works, but that's a whole other story and conversation. <laughs> um, and, you know, yeah. I actually enjoy having my own dance parties in my living room. Like sometimes you just need to take that time for yourself. And it's so important to do things that you enjoy and just make you happy. So everything that you just mentioned right now are things that are actually also just raising your vibrations in general and your frequency and your energy. So doing things that you love, like dance party, reading, meditation, grounding yourself, having a minute. It's okay. Yeah, I love a, a minute. Take a damn minute. Yeah. Give me a I mean goddamn minute. minute. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? A good friend of mine here, Sabrina, who was on the podcast season when uh, she does breathwork here in Cabrete. And something that her and I do when we try to like make plans or if I maybe invite her somewhere, she'll be like, oh, I'm just going to see how I feel that day. Because you know what? It's true. What if I make it's a plan true. and it's in five days, but in the day comes, I don't feel like it or I'm tired or maybe I didn't have a good, you know what I mean? Maybe you're not in the mood yeah. anymore. And uh, we started like making our plans this way. Like, okay, let's see how we feel more so when it's like going somewhere, but if it's a one-on-one at my yes. house, obviously we have our little introvert nights and we dance and we have a nice time. But right. It's so fun. But then also I've been like starting to implement that in my own life when people are like, these plans, we in advance. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Yeah. I'm going to be like low energy and be like, I don't want to see people right now. <laughs> exactly. I like to say like, we'll, we'll play it by ear or we'll see how we'll feel. I like right. to see, yeah, because you're not committing. Yeah. You're not saying no. You're like, okay, right. we'll see how I feel. And then also it's just kind of like, oh, you're not restricted. You're not like, I have to go. And then like, you know, the thing is, if I'm going to be spending time with people, I want to be able to get the best version of myself. Like my, exactly. full, my full energy, not like half-ass Lindsay where I'm like yeah. grumpy and just like don't want to be here, you know? So yeah, exactly. It's for the best for everyone. <laughs> It is. <laughs> Take a goddamn minute. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so anyways, that's wonderful. I love that. Now, can you share with us one or two muses in your life you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh yeah. I would I would really like to give a shout out to my childhood best friend, Maddie, who I've known since we were 12 years old. So I, I've barely seen her all summer and it's simply because she's sacrificing her social life to study for a couple of tests that will allow her to grow into new roles at her current job and will actually give her a significant increase in her pay. This has all been on her own time. Time, and I'm just so proud of her for knowing her worth and seeing that whatever she's sacrificing now will be rewarded to her later on. So, you know, as much as she hates it right now, she still really, she still has a really good attitude about it. And I know she'll, she'll be working hard because she is not anti my tags or Instagram memes as much, but <laughs> I'm just so proud of her. And then there's another shout out that I just wanted to say to Kelsey. She's been working so well on her self-love and her reflection, and she's just like glowing and shining these days. And I'm just really proud of her and the work that she's done for herself and continue to do. So I love you girls. I'm really proud of you. And you know, I'm always here for you. Yes. Maddie and Kelsey. Keep going girls. Proud of you. Okay. So now it's time for the follow your bliss finale question, sister. Can you share with us one positive affirmation with our listeners or any life advice you'd like to pass along? I may have mentioned this maybe earlier, but I just want to reiterate that it all starts within you. You have the power and mindset to do anything you want in this lifetime. So take the chances, make those changes. It's all worth it because it's for you. And a quote that I saw somewhere and I can't remember where, stuck with me for over four years now and it if it doesn't scare you, then it's not meant to be. So go for it. <laughs> yes, I love it. Thank you 
so much for being on the podcast today. I hope you have a beautiful birthday. I love you so much. And I hope that everyone listening took a little piece of this and can resonate. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, to add to a third person of inspiration is definitely you, my sister. (laughs) Sister. Um, You'll you'll never know what it's like to look up to a bigger sister. So I just want to let you know that I appreciate you and I love you so much. I love you too. And you'll never know what it is like to have a little sister. (laughs) (laughs) Sisters. We're ridiculous. Okay. Well, have a beautiful day. And I love you so much. Thank you. Have a successful day. Love you.